What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our SOS Saturdays Experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and enjoy a powerful Right Now Word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy! Absolutely. Thank God for cathedrals. Amen. Um, Thank God for charismatic people in cathedrals. Hey, a cathedral, don't get it twisted. Uh, cathedrals were made for uh, beautifying noise, reverbing noise. It was made for noise. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for ears to hear. Thank you for lives being transformed. If all we gathered for tonight was the one, Lord, I thank you that that one will never be the same. And Lord, we do not take your word for granted. We do not take gathering for granted. We do not take being alive for granted. We are a grateful, a thankful people. Lord, we do not take breathing and the breath that is in our lungs for granted. There is some mother's child. There is some child's mother or father or uncle or grandmother fighting for their lives right now. So we, we, we just thank you, Lord God. And hopefully through the rejoicing of our gratitude, it will send sound waves into hospitals. It will send sound waves across the city, Lord God, that men that couldn't hear can hear now. Men, dry bones will rise in Jesus' name. And so we say hope arise in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up with your dead self. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just saying. I'm just playing. Let, let's get talking. This is our second Saturday. Yes. Um, so I'm excited for what Saturdays will be. And I think we have a few first-time attendees. Not I think. I know we have a few first-time attendees here. So when God is always sending new people, see, sometimes the old people got to go. Like, because they too familiar. They're not that great. But when God keeps sending new people, that's something you got to pay attention to. Yeah. Right? And I believe that God is doing something. And he's in the midst. And so hats off to all of you that are here tonight. Because you could be anywhere, especially on this smoky Saturday night it's a lot of places you could be but I want to dive back into the power of the helmet the power of the helmet with a a few little twists to it uh you don't want I would RSVP tonight um for tomorrow um Elder John is gonna kick kick deeper into the power of prayer tomorrow morning amen and uh, I can't wait to back him up and catch that alley-oop again. But there is something in my spirit to talk about tomorrow um, by way of prayer. But I want to talk about induced labor tomorrow. And I want to talk about how prayer forces the bursting out. Um, I was just thinking about one of our brothers and sisters who just had their baby and they, you know, went into induced labor. And when you think about induced labor, there's, there's not that the baby is even aware of what being stubborn is, but there's some things that are so big that you have to induce it to come out. You have to apply pressure to come out. And I don't know about you, but I'm, the t- I'm tired of pressure being applied on me. I believe I'm in a season where I'm ready to apply some pressure on the devil's head and let him know and go get what's supposed, give some birth. Say give some birth. Say push. Push. 
Absolutely, a butterfly wouldn't come out that cocoon if he didn't push. And I see some butterflies in here. All right, a few caterpillars, go on ahead, stay in your little cocoon there. Isaiah 60, let's start. Arise, say arise. One more time, say arise. One more big time, say arise. Michael arose into the balcony just in case he needed a look. He just went. I said, how you doing, buddy? Amen. Say, arise. Arise from the depression and prostration in which uh, circumstances have kept you. There's a pressure that has weighed you down and it has kept you from some things. Let me tell you something. It's not so much the pressure as much as it's the perception of what's pressing you. Okay, I say it again. It's not so much the depression as much it is is uh, the perception of what's pressing you. Right? Goliath was pressing the children of Israel. Uh, um, um, there was a group that came back and said, we could take the land. And there was another group who said, no, we can't. There's giants over there. Perception can also apply pressure and cause you to be in a state of depression. But if you could flip your state of mind and see what you're facing or what's in front of you or what's pressing you, some of us would overcome depression. If we even got depressed, we can overcome it a lot quicker than we do. But it's perspective. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. I love how it didn't say, arise from the circumstances in which the devil kept you, in which the government kept you. No, circumstances. And circumstances can be changed. And I think a lot of circumstances can be changed when your perspective change. Let me tell you, it's not as bad as you making it or you think it is. The devil ain't as big as you making him. Your challenges are not big as you think they are. The government is not as powerful as you think they are. There is a king that is above all kings, a lord that is above all lords. There is a supplier that's over all suppliers. And my God can do all things through, 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 through the storehouse that he has put up for you. He could do all things. My perspective has grown over the last week. <laughs> Look, I believe your perspective of who God is should grow weekly. The day you start getting comfortable with Jesus and not pursuing and falling deeper in love and deeper revelation. Remember it says wider, deeper, higher, further. Right? These are dimensions. These are measurements. These are, uh, you never just keep going straight with God. You got to sometime go deeper with God because in order to go higher, you got to go what? Deeper. And we go rise to a new life. We always hear God doing a new thing. Rise to a new life. Man, I know people that is just going, they literally getting older. Like, they just getting older, number-wise, older. Right, you look at Joyce Myers and how she used to dress 20 years ago and how she dressed now. She got a little nip-tuck, a little, little something. But, but, what, but her revelation is causing her, yes, she getting older by number, but the more she knows Jesus, she's getting more vibrant. 
Right? Some of us is like, oh, you're going to look 50 and feel 50. Look 60, feel 60. You're, gonna, you're just getting older. You believe in you gonna, your sight is going to dim as you get older. Who said? No, you're supposed to be, as you mature in the Lord, your prayer life mature. You lift your, you can't be, you know, when you're younger, I get it. It's like, oh, I'm trying to be cool. I don't want to lose my cool and worship God like crazy. And, but but you, as you get older, you should not care about what people think. Right? Because you, you, your life is getting shorter and you ain't got time to be playing games and worried about what people think. That's the young man's thing. You say rise to a what? New life. I don't know about you, but I want my new life. And what I found out, he said, grace and mercy is new every day. Every day there's a new aspect to my life that God, Jesus, died for. When you stop getting new, when you stop getting, you know when you shine in your rims. Some of y'all ain't got rims yet, but that's okay. Or your hubcaps or whatever you whatever you doing. If they real dirty, you, doesn't, you just don't walk by and just spray them and they just start shining. You start wiping. And they get what? Shinier or, in this case, newer. And every day, the Holy Spirit is there to help you just wipe away some of them dirty spots in your life and wipe away some of them, 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 them dingy spots in your life. And every day, you are getting new. The Bible says to renew the spirit of your mind, what? Daily, which means there's a new for you, what? Every day. That's hope for me. I don't know about for you, but that's hope. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's new. I'm looking forward to what God is going to reveal of himself tomorrow. Even tonight, as I'm on my way to sleep, God going to turn a different way. And I'm going to be like, oh, look at you look good, God. I didn't even know that about you. I didn't even see the scripture that way. I didn't even really think about it. That's why I'm still stuck on the same scripture that I preached last week several times. Why? Because it keeps getting what? No. Do you know because you're a living epistle, you are just like the word? If, if people keep looking at you, they should discover something better, something sweeter, something what? Me? I didn't even know that about Danny. I didn't say that. Yeah, say I'm new. Wrong with you. You say, for your light has come. For your light has what? Come. One more time, say your light has come. Your light has come. It has come, which means something is available for you to pick up. You ever get something dropped off at the door and, it, and nobody was there, so then they sent it to the what? Post office. Nowadays, they just be dropping stuff off and signing it themselves. And then you got these little neighborhood thieves that be going around. We got this guy in our neighborhood. He'll walk by with his pit bull, never by himself, though, because he know he'll get dealt with. But he with this pit bull and a Slurpee every time. A big Slurpee, though. And he walking through the neighborhood looking at people's porches. And he say, he say, something's new here. You got to pick it up. Right? There were seasons you wasn't home to pick up the mail. It wasn't that the gift didn't get dropped off. It just you wasn't home. You weren't mentally stable. You, you were so focused on your career. You wasn't home. See, home is not your job and home is not your, your real address. Home is in the Lord. And you wasn't home. You wasn't where you belong. You wasn't in your garden. You were not attending to the soil in which God gave you. And so somebody dropped off a present for you and you was looking for peace in your booth thing. 
The Lord dropped off joy and you was kind of trying to get joy in one of them top shelf spirits. You wasn't home. You was in the bar. You wasn't home. You was in the club. You wasn't home. You was getting a bag of weed. You wasn't home. You was shooting up. You wasn't home. You was watching porn. You wasn't home. But, but you not being home did not make Jesus not drop off your package. If you could just stay home for a little while, you'll get the ding dong. Anybody got them doorbells that still ding dong? Our doorbell don't work. It just go click. Amen. We're going to get a new one, though. I'm looking forward to the new one. And the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. So, so, so the light has what? Come. The light has what? Come. And the glory of the Lord. Not your glory, not the world's glory, not a policy change, but the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. Some of you don't even realize how much you're shining. Everybody in here been there before where you smiling in a mirror and you like, ugh. Somebody, you like, how this look? And you're trying on an outfit, and they like, wow, that's swag. And you like, but I don't like it. Well, what you asked for? Right? And, it's, and, and that's my job, to call out the glory, and not so much call the glory out, but raise your awareness of what's on you. Yeah. you. You are anointed. You are powerful. Look at somebody say, you are shining. Shining like Vaseline with a light on it. Amen. No, like lip gloss, like lip gloss. Amen. The glory of the Lord is up on me. Oh, my God. Tonight, you're going to have a mental breakup. I'm going to let you catch that in a minute. I'm going to let you catch that in a minute. You, there's a lot of people having a mental breakdown these days. Tonight you're going to have a mental what? Break up. There's some things you're going to break up with tonight. Can I help you break up? Call me the, call me the spiritual hater. I'm going to help you break up with some fear and some bondage tonight. All right. You can stay, you can stay sleeping with fear. You can stay sleeping with doubt. But tonight you're going to have a mental what? Break up. You're going to break up. You're going to break out. If you have ears to hear, eyes to see, the Lord wants to break you away from that bondage. See, we could take words back, mental breakdown. Okay, well, I'm going to have a mental breakup. Absolutely. Your mental real estate can not be compromised any longer. Stop selling your mental real estate for free. Little pressure come. Oh, you can have it. Go on ahead. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Right? No. You, you got to open your mouth and you got to speak the word. You got to put a praise on it. You got to put a dance on it. That's where we, I'll just let y'all know that's where we're going tonight. Because I found out instead of focusing on your mental challenges, we're going to focus on, we're going to put on the mind of Christ and we're going to worship, we're going to praise God because the devil can't stay where praise is. And for those that don't want to praise, we're going to praise them for you. If you don't want to clap, guess what? We're going to clap for you. If you don't want to shout, guess what we're going to do? Shout for you. If you don't want to smile, guess what we're going to do? Smile for you. If you don't want to dance, guess what? We're going to dance for you. Your mental real estate cannot be compromised any longer. Say any longer. 
put a, put, a, put a soul sign on your property. Put a soul sign on your mental property. From this day forward, soul. Um, put, put, a, um, put a sign on your property, mental, mental sign, and say, soul, duh. Soul, say sold. Duh. Tonight we're going to fight back. Say fight back. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Say it like you fighting back. One more time. Say fight back. Tell your neighbor, say fight back. Tonight and moving forward, we will confront. Say confront. One more time. Say confront. Um, you can't confront um, without opening your mouth. You can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You can't do that, or you will begin to believe the thoughts. As a man thinketh, so is he. You have to learn how to uproot. You have to learn how to tell yourself who God sees in you. Speak to your circumstances. This is the word of God. Say confront. Say pursue. I am going, I can't just fight back. I can't just confront. I have to pursue. Bible says pursue what? Peace. Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, but wholeness in every area. Every area, every area. <laughs> the enemy attempts to wear you out, slow you down, and derail you. This is what he tries to do, wear you out. The enemy can play the long game. He, he not, he not, he not just, he not, it's not, he's not merely patient. He's very consistent. He studies you. But let me, this is where he has an up on you. He's been studying your whole bloodline. He's been studying the information or, or shall I say the DNA. He knows your tendencies. He's no, he knows what buttons have been passed on. You, you ever, you ever, pass, my, my son is like, Dad, I can't wait to wear these shoes. Just keep them clean for me. Take, I'm like, bro, no. Man, I can't wait. Save that jacket for me, Dad. I can't, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm at a 10 and a half. You at a 12. Dad, I promise I'll be there. Right? We pass things on. We pass sweaters on. We pass shirts on. And guess what we also do? We pass DNA. We pass information on. We do pass on buttons. That's why you and your mama and your, you and your daddy get around each other. Y'all know how to push each other buttons. That uncle know how to push your buttons. Your auntie know how to push your buttons. He's been studying your bloodline. We serve a generational God. We also serve a generational enemy. You're not doing anything when you're, when you're operating in the old man in, in the bad uh, behaviors that were passed on, you are easy prey. You are easy. And that's why the Lord says, renew, interrupt the bloodline. Why? Throw something. He th he's done a study on the bloodline. He's watched his film. Now you got to throw a new play at him. You don't just look like your parents physically. 
When you get scanned in the spirit realm, there's some details about you and your parents that are alike. But it's your job to renew them so you don't pass them on and keep passing them on and keep passing them on. How did them cancer cells? It's information. It's what? Passed on. Behavior is passed on. And the enemy, he just follows the bloodline. And God is saying, is anybody in the bloodline going to do something different to the same attack? How do you have generational alcoholism? Nobody in the bloodline see the tricks of the enemy? But tonight, guess what we're going to have? A mental breakup. A mental breakup. He monitors and he pokes you as a caterpillar. But he taunts you and tempts you in the cocoon. See, he don't mind you. Man, this is the one thing I hate about skinny jeans is because you can't do certain things. I want to get down in Caterpillar, but I can't do it. But can you imagine the Caterpillar? Very slow, very slow, right? They come together very slow, okay, very slow. There is some gravity trying to pull me down and just like, do it, Pastor. They will get it better if you just be a Caterpillar. No. The, 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 he, he, the monitor... <laughs> Then something just popped in my head. Just get one of the covers from Cover the Earth Ministry and cover yourself and do it. No. Mm -mm. Stop. He, he, he monitors and pokes you when you are controllable. See, a caterpillar, you can go to the store and come back and it'll probably not be too far. See, see some of the things you're blaming on the enemy... Um, it's not the enemy. You're just stuck in a cycle. So the enemy don't need to mess with you when you're just going in circles. You're on autopilot. You're, you're, you've already entered into a system. So he, all he had to do is discover your default. And now you're, okay, cool. Deal. And then that's why whenever you find yourself starting to break out, Warfare comes because what are you trying to you're, you're breaking out You're changing you're talking different and he senses and he feels that breakthrough is on the horizon So he'll poke He'll monitor He'll even send human beings to monitor on you that don't know no better That trying to keep you at bay. I don't know why I keep attracting the same kind of people Because you haven't switched the DNA. It's called familiar spirits. You, you guys gravitate to each other you put out in the atmosphere what you desire, what you want. Whether you do it purposely or unintentionally or passively, you have to be skillful speakers and hearers. Because principles have already been set forth. You know, some people say, the earth has a way of bringing you. No, no, the, the Lord has already set things in motion. And through certain principles and certain things and movements of, of life and humanity and spirit realm, things, things do what they do. But it just, but, but some people do the best of their ability. You just get out there and the, the earth just has a way of just, and the trees just have a way of, and the, no. It's been set forward. It's been set forward. 
I can't give something that much control that I've been given the power to steward. God gave me the trees. He gave me the fish of the sea. He said, steward this, not worship it. But it's when I get in my cocoon, and I believe that's the season a lot of us have been. Cocoon is a very, um, uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, obscure place. It's dark. You can't see past. You can't see. It's obscure. It's uncertain. It doesn't feel good. Listen, it's confined. It may be a season where God said, nope. Be still, chill. Nope, not answering you today. Do the last thing I told you. Nope, stay right there. It could be one year. It could be two years. It could be five years. It could be 10 years. It seemed like nothing's going your way. Every door is closing. You keep slipping back into addiction. You keep slipping back into these thoughts. But there's this cocoon place, this dark place, this non-fruitful place, but it's a very transformational place. If you submit, sometimes you have to settle for transformation over fruitful. Transformation will always lead to fruitful, but fruitful will not always lead to transformation. Just because you financially blessed don't mean God is pleased with you. And a lot of things we like, I'm so blessed. No, you just work hard. But when we understand the cocoon is this place that I believe we have been in. And let me tell you this. If you have not been in a cocoon, the pandemic has forced you into one. This is a very obscure time. And what the devil meant for evil, the Lord meant for acceleration. Yeah, yeah. The, the Lord meant for acceleration. There, we haven't gotten on the other side of the pandemic. Uh, we've gotten on the other side, some of us by faith. But we're still uh, moving through some things. We haven't seen the explosive harvest just as yet. No, we're still moving through some things. We're in our cocoon phase where the, 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 we are busting out and breaking away from the past. We're, never be, we're, we're ugly right now, but we'll never be the same. Right? My crawl has went to a pause, but my paws going to go to a fly. I much be I much rather be transforming than crawling my way to death. And a cocoon is an act of grace. You know, let me let me go and get you from crawl. That is that's torture. Folks just walking past you, ants just like, excuse me, bruh. <laughs> Where you going? Can I give you a ride? I would, I'm too small. You just go on and I don't know my imagination right now. And everybody passing you and surrounding you, and even if it start raining, what you do? Do they, I don't know if they roll, I don't know what they do. But I don't care what season it is. If you a caterpillar and keep on moving, you will enter your cocoon. And if you don't fight the process and you choose to break forth instead of going back to Egypt, you will get your beautiful wings and you will be an apple to somebody's eye. You will be able to go higher and get nourishment at higher heights, different levels. Sheep. 
we must guard our mind with the gospel. We, we must guard our minds with the good news, the gospel, the word of God, the truth. We're not ignoring the facts. We're just what? Standing on the truth. We're not ignoring the facts. There's sickness and death all around us. But one thing I do know is what the word of God says. Sickness is not the last word. Death is defeated in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to focus on the truth. I got a better chance at success when I focus on the truth. We must guard our mind with the what? Gospel, the good news. Luke 4, let's look at this cocoon. That, look, let's look through this process Jesus went through. And when the devil had ended every, 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 the complete cycle of temptation, Jesus was, was, was fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, went through this wilderness phase, this cocoon phase. I want you to see how Jesus came out on the other side, though. He temporarily left him. The enemy, when he completed his cycle, just like you end up in cycles, the enemy has to run a cycle. Let me tell you something. Every attack of the enemy has an end time. Oh, that should encourage somebody. Because whatever attack you're going through, it has to end. Whatever, whether you end it, whether you don't not aware that it's ended, I'm trying to tell you the enemy has an expert. He has an end date to his attack. He has only so many attempts before he runs out of information on you. And another reason why he got to stop is because if he keep fooling with you, you might get a hold of his tricks and his strategies and he can't mess with your bloodline no more because he's been what? Exposed. So that's good news that whatever you're going through, it has to what? End. He's a defeated foe. All he knows is defeat. He knows he's defeated. Do you know that? But it says the complete cycle. He completed his cycle on Jesus. And how did Jesus fight him off? The word. Every temptation, if it, was, it was responded to as, for it is what? Written. You have to fight with the gospel. Jeep, man, come on. Come on. Everybody had something, some kind of nourishment today. Jesus went 40 days with no nourishment but the word. He was losing his mind. He was losing his mind. He was losing his mind. Say it again. He was losing his mind. Didn't matter what was going on in the world. Within his world, he was losing his mind. All he had to keep him going was the word. He didn't have no electrolytes. He didn't have no kale. He didn't have no little liquid to eat. He didn't have no almond butter to just get a spoon of almond butter. He didn't have no energy drink. He didn't have no, no, no protein bar. He didn't have no smoothie shops. He didn't have nothing. He was fasting. He was losing his mind. The word will always outlast the onslaught of the enemy. That is, he stood off from him until another. This is what you got to get, though. Every attack has an end time, but he ain't done attacking. <laughs> so, 
So a season of non-attack, when it's all going good, is not for you to just parade and, 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 and just be prideful. Guess what? It's preparation season. So when you go right back through the wilderness, you've learned some things, you've gotten stronger, you've gotten wiser, and he has to try some new tactics. That's why you don't want to forfeit a season of challenge. Because as long as you're living, you will have seasons of challenge. Okay? Look, he says that the enemy, he left him and he stood off from him until another, another more opportune and favorable time. You want to see this, Elder John? See? Look, look, look. You ready for this, you guys? He cannot attack you successfully without an opportunity you present to him. He needs you to give him an opportunity. He needs you high. He needs you angry. He needs you weary. He needs you drunk. He needs you in rage. He needs you not focused on Jesus Christ. He needs you to present him an opportunity. And it says he came... He's looking for another opportunity. Then, Jesus went back. Here we go. He went back what? Full of and under the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee. Look at what he did. He went through a very challenging season, but he came out full. He came out with his wings. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know where you're going through. But I know when you come out of this season, the Lord's desire is you come out full. That's why this is the worst time to stay away from a church if it's open. A good church, not any church. It's a good church. Good church that preach the word, spirit-filled, full of joy, sing the word, pray the word. I'm talking about where you can get fed. Why? So when you come out, you come out what? Full. Because the enemy best believe he's looking for another opportune time. He's looking at your reaction. He, he don't know who you're texting, but he see when you're angry. Oh, my God. See, see, the Lord is spiritual, and, 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 and the enemy, he's carnal. He, he responds to the flesh. He studies your responses of the flesh. He studies your behavior, and uh, you give him hints and details when you cuss people. That's why we speak the word. We don't speak our feelings. We walk by faith and not by sight. I don't care how you're feeling. Speak the word. <laughs> then Jesus came back full. Say full. Say, fill me up. Fill me up. I don't know about you, but I've been, we've been going through this season, man, and I am getting fuller and fuller and fuller. I sometimes got to apologize because people ask, how you doing? I'm like, man, this is a great time. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. I've just, we've just been focusing on the vision, prophetic vision. We've been focused on what God has to say about this season. I will not let the bad news depress me when I have another option to choose from. The enemy is looking to catch you slipping. Yeah, he said it, and I made a slide for it. Catch you slipping. That's real language, catch you slipping. He's looking to catch you slipping. That's a vulnerable place to be when you fall down. You ever watch the movies and you're cheering for the person to get away and they fall? You're like, oh, my God. 
get up, get up. And that's what I'm here tonight to encourage you. Get up, get up. You didn't fell down, but guess what? Get up. You slipping, but you can what? Slip up. Get up. Don't stay down. See, that's what the enemy do. He'll throw them banana peels out. And some of us didn't, we didn't, that a banana peel? All right, cool. <laughs> How many people didn't walk straight on a banana peel, knew it was a banana peel? Elder Roseanne, you, I'm going to just start raising your hand for you. You didn't slip on banana peels, Elder Roseanne. The elders right here, these two right here, it's their anniversary in Jesus' name. Amen. Slip on some banana peels next week. Just <laughs> Every time you walk in the club, guess what you're doing? Slipping on a banana peel. Every time you dance on the dance floor drunk with the, with the homegirl, guess what you're doing? Slipping on banana peels. Maybe you don't slip on banana peels. Maybe you sip on banana peels. Maybe you snort banana peels. I'm not just talking. Everybody here is holy. I'm talking to all the heathens in the streamland. Everybody out there on TV, y'all unsaved. The people here, nothing but angels here. Okay. Amen. We're going to pray for y'all out there. That's why y'all at home streaming. Because you're slipping on banana peels. Amen. Nothing worse when you hang out with a bunch of banana peel slippers. Like everybody slipping. <laughs> that's called, that's Bible. The blind leads the blind. <laughs> Amen. What you have to do, because the enemy's looking for an opportune time, like a, a thief, a burglar, goes around the house windows looking for a way in. The Bible says don't give the enemy a foothold. Right? Cool. Next slide, please. There we go. Now that, you know, so you, you, you're free from banana peels. But you're so busy, you forgot to lock a couple windows. So you still got that insecurity window open. So he could, he could slip through them, some of your fears. He could slip through the window of some. And what he wants to do is open it. See, you left it cracked. You're so close to locking it. Just finish the push down and hit the thing. Don't be such in a rush. See, because a real burglar going to try every option. Don't, some of us just got the front door open. Just come on in. And the police come and like, there's no, no sign of breakthrough. <laughs> no, no sign of breakthrough. It's just, you just, he just came walking up the stairs. The door just, just blew open. Some of us, how many people didn't left the front door open? Elder Roseanne, for sure. I'm speaking for Elder Roseanne. Amen. She left the front door open. That's how EJ got in. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pastor Julie. I know you at home. Um, you hear that, Mike? That was a good one, huh? Amen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just want you to see the enemy he's seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for, he does not have access to your house. If you are saved, you're covered by the blood, he does not have access to your house. He has to go around and check for windows and doors and he'll go under the house to see if there's a way. He'll use your getaway, your getaway exit, the one you hid in the back in case the cops come and you got to slide down the back. He'll use that as his entrance. See, with the Lord, you don't need a getaway. Patch up all the holes. You don't need to live in survival mode no more. You are free indeed. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, whom no foe can withstand. Say no access. Ephesians 6, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. Full deliverance. Say full. Full deliverance. Full deliverance. You going to drive through? Check your food before you drive off. Check your food if you go to, because I want everything that's been paid for. What I hate is when I get all the way home. I understand it's overwhelming sometimes when I order, because I'm ordering all kinds of stuff. I am paying you to customize my burger. Can I get a plant-based burger with bacon, please? I want the Beyond Meat with meat on it. <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, but you don't want to drive off while you're tasting them french fries in the bag. Make sure all the burgers in there, all, everybody. And don't be so selfish that all you do is make sure your food in there. Because you got to share now don't mean that was God's plan. There's full serve for everybody. Check. Check every window. Check every crevice. It's okay. Um, uh, uh, um, um, there's a difference between looking back and checking. Don't, don't look back. But make sure before you leave the house every day. Okay. Confidence, check. Peace in the Lord, check. Courage, check. Forgiveness, check. Check any door, any window that can give him access, check. It says full deliverance, like the helmet to protect your what? Thoughts. The helmet of salvation is for your thoughts, and this is what I got from it. We read this last week, but remember, it's, all, it's always something what? No. You ready? The helmet of salvation, it plays as a covering to your head, but this kind of helmet plays as a covering from the neck up. When you go back and look at armor from then, back then it covered the neck up, okay? What you have to understand is that another helmet of salvation is the local church. There are too many Christians living uncovered. 
We're in a day and age where you don't think you need a local church, a covering. Look, a local church is so vital in your life and the families that are coming out of you and moving forward that if you got to drive 40 minutes, it's worth it. It's worth it. Like someone with some, some, some hospitals can't handle the surgery you need. Are you going to just be like, well, we just going to keep this tumor on my toe? I don't know if tumors get on toe. I know corns do. But we just going to keep this on my foot. We're going to keep this cyst on my body. No, guess what you're going to do? You're going to drive to the hospital to get the help that you need because not every hospital can provide what you need. Not every church can provide what you need. Not every church has the power in Jesus to get rid of the demons you've been dealing with. Not everybody can handle your story. Not everybody can handle your nasty. Not everybody can can lead you into the freedom that the blood of Jesus has purchased for you. Freedom is worth driving to. And we have went too long allowing people to believe that, oh, we could just stream. No, no, no. You need to find you a local church. Folks drive to their jobs an hour to get paid. So you could drive 40 minutes for what already been paid for. He, he, he say, it protects your thoughts. Say, my thoughts are protected. It says, and take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Protective gear, helmet of salvation is protective gear worn to protect the entire head and neck with slits for the eyes and mouth. Man, I look at some of these animals in the wilderness when you look at what they go and bite first. Whatever that is. A gazelle. Right? And then that lion or whatever it is come. Once he got you in the head, he didn't say put put on that the 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 wave cap of salvation. The do-rag of salvation. There's a helmet, and when you look at uh, certain motorcycle helmets, when you look at football helmets, when you even look at some of the baseball helmets that are being made, they, they, they do a, a whole lot more than just protect. You can get them customized to protect your mouth. Like, you have to protect all of this. The enemy, if he going to come bite for you, he gonna, he, his teeth got to fall out because he's just going to run into a helmet. You can't stand without this helmet. You need a local church covering. You need pastors and leaders that will love you and look over. Some people want to tell you that it's control. No, no, no. What they're doing is looking out for you. Wolf. I mean, I don't warn people like that, but I'm just saying. In the spirit, that's what we're doing. That's what we got elders for. It ain't because they're older. They're helping oversee. You can't ask God to enlarge your territory. Guess what enlarge territory means? We got more room for what? Sheep. 
more access point, more windows, more. Man, I'm telling you, you watch some of these shows, they, they got to go kill these hyenas and wolves that come in and kill their little prey. Because guess what? If they kill you off, it's messing with the kingdom's bottom line. You can't stand without this helmet. You see in 1 Peter 5, he says, cast all your cares. You're not created to carry them. So cast them. You're not created to carry them. Remember last week, I said you bring in him bags. No, no, no. Drop the bags at his feet and crawl up to his heart. Drop the bag. The hand up. Normally you go to Bellsman. Do they, do they, take, do they, do they take your bags with they, with they face? They take the bags with their hand, right? Put, put the bags at his feet. Put them in his hand and crawl up to his face. He has the muscle and the shoulder to carry your stuff. He desires to, he don't desire, Lord, look, look, I'm in here, Lord, take my insecurity. God, look, no, Isaiah says, put me in your merits. Put me in remembrance of your merits. I, I just want to talk to you about who I've already created you to be. He will fully restore you, verse, uh, the next, later in the verse says, stronger than ever firmly in place and build you up I don't know about you but as I get older I don't want to be wavering I want to be established in my life I want to be a firm post that people could see oh that's the way to happy that's the way to joy you cannot uh, just be comfortable with wavering say no more wavering Ephesians 4 says throw off throw off take it off throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, living, thinking, being, which is corrupted by lust and what? Deception. Where does deception happen? Happens in your mind, which is your heart, which is your soul. It happens right here. Deception. You move off of feelings. You move off perspective, perception. You fall for the lie. You fall for the illusions. He says, no, 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 no. I'm about to give you some new imaginations. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. He said, take off the old, sit on a surgery table, and let the Holy Spirit fix your... How many people here know they need some attitude adjustments? Elder Roman. Oh. <laughs> Elder John. Absolutely. That's how, Dr. That's how Dr. Godot back home. Every week he messed with me. Because he knew I could take it. Some people he messed with, right? He, they just, they leave. I know the elders ain't going to leave. Not yet. Not this plan. Put on your new nature. So he said, take it off, put it on. Everybody here, take it off and put it on. Or you got hygiene problems. The old man had you stinking, and you think you're pretty. And when you get around spiritual people, they can smell you. They can smell the funk of the lies, the funk of the deception. You know, you ever heard demons? They got smells, stenches. Right? Then you come into a place where you can't get over no more. And there's a firmness 
that's an apostolic house. It's firm. It's like, no, we, 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 there's the power here to hold you accountable, and there's the love here to stay when you get ugly. That's a healthy place. We're not running because you're ugly. We're right here. But we're not going to change the, change the, change. We're not going to change. We're not going to compromise. Because we have our raising of healthy, whole soldiers. And it says put on a new nature. A couple more. Prayer is the fitting room where you, the tailor and the trainer, gets fitted for the customized plans, promises, will, and armor made just for you. It's a fitting room. It's a place where the hands of God, the Spirit of Jesus works within you and prepares you for the plans and the promises and the will and your customized armor for your customized war challenges that God has just for you. And without prayer, our mind is exposed. Without faith, our mind is weak. Without a praise, our mind is confined. And without Jesus, our mind is lost. You can inter interchange mind with soul. Without prayer, our soul is exposed. Without faith, our soul is weak. Without pra a praise, our soul is confined. And without Jesus, our soul is lost. And you find, why did I bring up prayer? Because you find this very intricate part where the disciples say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He didn't say teach us what to pray. He didn't say Jesus teach us how to do miracles. They saw the recipe to his power. They saw the recipe to his championship mentality. They saw the recipe to how he went into the wilderness and came out full, not deflated. Not the first thing he wanted to do, go to Wendy's. He came out ready to push back darkness. He took, he took a tax on his life personal. And he said, I'm going to make you pay with this blood. I'm going to make you pay. And I'm going to save my brothers and sisters. He said, teach us how to pray. This is very important. I won't have time to get through all of this tonight. But the how to pray, the how is very vital to freedom. Very vital to access. You can't come from one place into here and talk to God like he a tree or like he. No, he is a person. He lives. He, his personality is a person. He, trust me, God funny. He got jokes. A sense of humor. That's why people be like, why he, why he mess around in church? No, we give you the word. The Lord has a sense of humor. Right, you got to be anointed to have a sense of humor, too, and preach at the same time. Some folks, I don't want to sit in stiff. I want to sit in freedom. The how is very, very important. How do I pray and walk in this freedom? If you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to guard. If you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to protect. Some people think they pray to Jesus and ask Jesus for everything. No, he told you that. You pray in Jesus' name to the Father. 
You don't go to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, bless me. Jesus, heal me. Jesus didn't even heal the woman with the issue of the blood. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. The father touched her through the son. See, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. It, Jesus, healing comes through his blood. He lives within me by way of his spirit. I have access to Jehovah Rapha. This is very important when you understand that when you go to God, the answer you're looking for is already within you. The answerer is within you. The power is within you. That's why he didn't start off saying, ask God for what you want. He started off saying, praise him. Because the very thing you're asking for, he is. So when you're praising his name, you're thanking him for who he is and what he's already provided. He said in John 16, for here is eternal truth. When that time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything, but instead you will go directly to the Father. How amazing. There was a people who had to go through him. Now we get to go with him. He said, you're going to go directly to the Father. Same access I got to the Father, now you got because you are in me and I am in you. This is very important, the how to pray, the posture in prayer. You're not coming as an orphan. When he got up, you got up. He gave you his word. Why? So you could speak like him. He gave you his blood. He gave you his spirit. You are one with him. You're not a defeated foe. You are victorious. He said, and ask him, who him? Father, for anything you desire. And he will what? Give it to you. Why? Because your relationship with me. Talking proximity. Not just, Listen. He didn't say he's going to give you whatever you want because you and I are good. <laughs> because you and I hang out all the time. No, it's because my blood has covered you. He don't see you. He see me. Because of your relationship with me, because you've received me, because you have my name. That's why in Acts 3, they said, look, this man has been healed. He said, I don't have silver and gold, but one thing I do got for you is a name that's about to change your life. And what is about his name? We've learned about it. Everything he is is in his name. He says, desire, and he'll give it because of relationship. So when I go and pray, my how, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming to praise. I'm coming to thank him. And, and I will not need to ask the Father on your behalf. This is, this is so good. The veil's torn. I, I, I will not have to ask on your behalf, for you'll ask him directly. Coming to God in the name of Jesus isn't you going to Jesus asking him to talk to the Father for you. He said, ask him directly because of your new relationship with me. You have access. So so your mess ups, yeah, you messed up. Get them right. Renew your mind. Be transformed. But you have access tonight to the Father. 
And he says, whatever you ask him, he will give it to you. There's other places say, if it's my will, and of course peace is his will. A sanity is his will. Prosperity is his will. He doesn't want you needing, he wants you giving. It's proximity. Look at John 14. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do. Is that what Jesus said? This doesn't mean you are Jesus. But you will be able to do the things that you see him walking and doing. Not because you're Jesus, but because Jesus lives through you. And you have the same proximity to the Father as he had. This is very important and this is very, you cannot get this trying to understand with your intellect. You will miss it. This is not intellectual. This is spiritual. And if you're trying to get it through your intellect, you're missing the whole point of salvation because how did you get saved? Was it intellect? If you got to wake up thinking, wondering if you saved, oh, that's not a God to serve. You know you saved. How do you know you saved? Because of him. And if you saved by him, then everything that the Bible talks about that is for you is through him. So he tells you that you'll do the same. Why? Because he went to the Father so we can continue to work. And he will do even greater things. Who? The person that believes. Because I'm gone to the Father. I'm out. I just came, y'all, came, came to, came to, came to, to purchase y'all, y'all freedom and purchase your eternal life and show you for a few years how to do this thing. Now I'm out. And I'm going to sin, but I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send my spirit. So we're going to do this together. I don't want to do this by myself no more. I want to do it with my family. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And I will do. I myself. I myself. I myself will grant whatever you ask. Look in my name as presenting all that I what? Am. So that. So, so you can't present all that he is without all of him being with you when you present. Man, if we can get more sons and daughters praying, we'll see quicker transformation. As presenting all that I am. So, that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Yes, I will grant I myself, me, I'm going to do it. I will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am. So when I go pray for the sick... This is, this is where it was, Elder John, in, in, in Acts 3. When, they, when you preached about this last Sunday, I believe, what they released is all that he was. What I'm releasing is his name, and his name is all that he is. I don't have nothing. I'm not coming in the name of Paul. I'm not coming in the name of Barnabas. I'm not coming in the name of Timothy. I'm not coming in the name of Terrence, but I'm coming in the name above every name. And in the name of Jesus, I expect him. Why? Because I'm asking his will. He wants you, son. He wants you, daughter, to be well, whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And so I'm just a vessel. 
abiding in him. And I have a heart to see you well, not just me well. So I come in the name of Jesus presenting all that he is. And guess what he is? He's healer. He's provider. He's way maker. He's miracle worker. He's peace. All of that. So when I pray, my how is move me and my emotions out the way and not present my emotions, but present all of who he is and really be willing to say, Lord, your will be done in my life. Not my will, but your will be done. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. I have the word of Christ. I have the father of Christ. I have the healer of all diseases living within me. So when I show up in his name, I'm presenting the healer. I'm presenting the Prince of Peace. There, there's not, he's not over there and I'm over here. No, he's within me. The Prince of Peace lives within me. The healer lives within me. And that's why when I abide, I can release. Why can I release? Because I know and it is by faith. We'll pick up here tomorrow somewhere around there tomorrow. Give God a big old shout of praise. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuest INTL Church. And join us next time as we dig into another powerful word. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fix, man. S-O-S-O-S-O-S-O-S, I'm not a